All right, hello, and welcome everyone to another episode of Waiting to be Signed, the show where we discuss the week's events in generative art. My name is Will, and I'm joined by Trinity. And before we get started, a quick disclaimer. We are here to talk about art, not just the aesthetics, but the money surrounding it, as the market is a key part of art on the blockchain. That said, nothing we say here should be taken as financial advice. It is just for fun and conversation. You can follow us on Twitter at waiting to sign to keep up with our thoughts throughout the week. Or for those who prefer a visual language on Instagram at waiting to be signed. And of course, if you are feeling generous, we are always accepting donations, including tokens to our Tez wallet address, WTBS.Tez, and our ETH wallet address, WTBS.ETH. And of course, of course, you can jump in on our Patreon, patreon.com slash waiting to be signed. And we'll include links and all that stuff below if you want to support us. Trinity, it's Friday morning. We're back on the Friday morning, just this one time. I know. How does it feel? At later time, to be honest. Yes. No, but it's, it's good. I, I kind of feel a little more like alert. You know, I'm kind of like, let's go. I got caffeine in my system. Usually by the, when we were recording the evening, like the caffeine's like way out of my system. I'm winding down. Hmm. See, I feel the reverse. You know, I think at the earlier recording time, I've only had one cup of coffee. Uh, and so I'm like still waking up. But at this point, it's 10 o'clock. I'm on my yeah. third cup of coffee, feeling alive. And it's good to be back. It's good. We've had a pretty nice week here in New York. Bad weather today. So it's a good morning to be in and doing a podcast. It's going to be a pretty light episode. I think a light, fun one. You know, we don't have too much to go through. Topics and trends. We have nothing. Maybe we'll invent something on the spot or something will emerge organically in our conversation. I think something will, because it's kind of like, do we keep talking about the whole sketchbook A, Mint Pass, Collector Curious stuff? Like, do we talk about that as part of just checking in on the auction? Do we make it its own thing? I think we can kind of handle it all together in one lump. That's the big thing to talk about this week is like the ongoing Mapan drop on verse, right? Yeah, definitely. But before we get to that, should we do a little bit of quick news? There actually were some interesting announcements and some fun things that happened this week. Biggest of which is probably that FX hash surprise released on chain for Tezos. We knew this was coming as part of 2.0, but we kind of thought all these features are going to come at once with the Ethereum integration. But now here you go on chain, finally ready for Tezos. Total surprise. It's just like, you know what? This is ready. Let's just do it. Let's get it out there and not waiting for a big release. And I am a really big fan of this approach. If you have something ready, just launch it, be done, figure out what works, what doesn't work and make updates for FX hash 2.0. There were some artists ready to go pretty quickly, keeping up his, you know, the trend of being first with all this stuff. Rev Dan Cat got the first on-chain, well, technically not the first if you consider the landlines on-chain piece that was like done before this feature was added, but the first one with the feature, floating chain platforms, a simple quick exploration it looks like of doing a project on-chain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. And very on theme with yeah. the on-chainedness as well. Just a super fun project. He got it up right away. And then a couple others like Laurent Houdard followed pretty quickly. Grueb put up a plottable pipes piece. I did notice that all of these on-chain works, the pricing is like tuned up a tiny bit. And I wonder if that's to compensate for the actual price of getting it on-chain. I mean, do we have any information? I haven't been in contact with artists about the relative cost to put something on-chain, especially on Tezos. This is on-chain Tezos only. Ethereum cost will obviously be higher. That's the good question. I mean, I, I meant to kind of ping Dan or Lauren and ask them, what was it like? Like, how much did it cost? But just didn't find the time to send that message yet. So I'm sure hopefully some of them will hear this and 
we can get some of that feedback. I mean, I, I do know as part of it, the contract that um, FX Hash created, let's pull up the tweet. On-chain FS, FS. Which I assume stands for like file storage or file system. There we go, on-chain file system. I think that the way they designed it, it should be a lot more efficient and keep costs down versus um, some of the other contracts. They're just not efficient is what I hear. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about the contract stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So. And it's something that is going to be cross-chain or is cross-chain compatible for the most part. It's not a dual standard. It's a single unified standard. So once again, Ciphered and team, I guess, killing it in terms of thinking yeah. about ease of use, simplicity, making something that is more universal. And I think it also kind of feature-proofs the technology as well, at least to a certain extent. I saw some people talking about like the possibility that you can actually do cross-chain referencing here. So like have something on Tezos, but then be reference it from ETH or vice versa using this particular file system. So does this enable like external libraries and things then? Because that kind of implies that it doesn't need to be all universally encapsulated if you're able to reference things outside of the, the specific code. It says that you can reference files stored on the file system. If and when we have the FXHash 2.0 episode, I want to dig further into like, so what does this file system mean? Obviously, there's like a big branding move here as well, right? Like this cross-chain, what is the extent to which it's cross-chain? How does it work? So it's interesting. I just don't know enough about it because it only just got announced a couple of days ago. And we have six projects on it. So Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more to come. Plus, obviously, with the ETH integration, I imagine a lot of artists are going to want to jump in and try their hand at doing some on-chain ETH stuff on FX Hash. Yeah. Great announcement there. Also on the FX Hash front, they've launched an Instagram of which we were kind of part of the inaugural Posting, which is cool. <laughs> They've had an Instagram for a while. Oh, okay. To be noted, there is a, a new push, though, and you know, to really bring in people from the community, aka us. You know, Danielle King's in there. I'm sure Tender's in there. Yep. You know, the respected individuals, the uh, the in, <laughs> okay. the in that's, crowd. <laughs> let's not go too far. <laughs> okay, fine. And just to curate a three by three grid, so that when you know, as Instagram loads, it's the profile page is three pictures by three pictures. And so you'll yep. have like these grids as you scroll down the page that are curated and, you know, tell a story. So you put together the concept for our particular grid. So why don't you share it? It is very thematically cool. Yeah. So this idea I had was like thinking back to the earliest days of FX hash, obviously we're coming up on the two year anniversary, remembering some of those earlier projects, because there are so many projects that we talked about back in the day that, used to be on people's like top 10 lists that now have kind of fallen off and they're still great projects, but just people don't, you know, maybe you, you started collecting on FX hash a year later. You don't remember how big of a deal like Blobby was or unbuilt was when it came out in the earliest days of FX hash. So I kind of wanted to like reference that as part of it. And then as I was kind of digging through and looking at the projects, I was like, Oh, you know what? Like all of these artists were also here collecting. And so that became the idea was start with one piece and I started with a piece actually from my collection, my RGB. And then the next piece in the grid is a Blobby owned by Cyphered, the artist of RGB. Then the next piece is an Angular Variations owned by Sam, who created Blobby. But that, you know, that's by Lisa Orth. And so a chaining forward, like artists who collected these pieces. So linking the Grail releases with the artists who made them, but then also pieces that they own. And so it's just kind of like this nice chain through. And it was a little restrictive. Because sometimes I'd be like, oh, I really want to have this. But then I'm digging through and figuring out the artists and like what they own. And maybe they have other wallets. So I was using only their official artist wallets. But I think it came out really cool. And it was a fun idea. 
Definitely. And I think it also just speaks to kind of like the speed at which FXHash grew in those early days as well. Starting again with you said as project number two, RGB. And then the latest project was Angular Variations by Lisa Orth, project number 3,687 in December. Yeah, but only like a month after FXHash exactly. came out, right? So all of these things are from 2021, One. far away <laughs> in the rear view. We also wrote an article and a few people have, have gone through and collected that, which is really nice. And then you can follow FXHash on Instagram and, and there's more people who will be doing similar curations and it's going to be fun to see. Reminds me to put in a feature request for FX text or reiterate a past request, which is to embed Instagram into FX text articles similar to Twitter. Yeah. Because it's a visual medium for a visual time. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also this week, there's this live curated gallery exhibit thing happening at the Kate Voss Galleries in Paris called Node to Node. Piecing it together from social media, I think it's kind of like Lamond, Didi, friend of the show and epic collector working with Kate Voss to, it's kind of like the first step of the museum, right? Like showing a bunch of pieces of his collection that have been done in physicals. So like his um, Andreas Rao, like woven piece mm -hmm. is up, a bunch of other prints and stuff that he has. An upward spiral. An upward spiral and a piece by Kevin Abosh. It looks like Pronoia went to the exhibit itself and he shared some great pictures of just all the stuff. There's a Zancan, there's like a Faust from Tonic some pieces that I don't recognize that must be from other platforms. So I don't know, just very, very cool to see a collector that we know working with a gallerist who's does a lot of stuff with Web3 and NFTs and now having this like live show where it's not just like a release with stuff for sale. It's just like, no, this is purely just to exhibit the work. Yeah. Open until October 21st, which is after. Just, <laughs> which is tomorrow. So I, if you're in, if you're <laughs> in Paris dropped, three so. days ago, yeah. <laughs> You could have gone go to this. I, it would have been that. cool to go, but yeah, the tapestry, the Andreas tapestry looks especially cool there hanging on the oh, wall. Oh, absolutely. I sometimes go back and look at that as, you know, one of the um, relatively few redeemable tokens. You know, they're still very much available at, you know, I think it's 800 Tez, something like that, plus another thousand for the actual To weave quilt. it, yeah. To weave it. Yep. A reminder for people out there who might have missed this or, you know, kind of forgot about it, still available to mint. Definitely go back and take a look. I don't know what the, yeah. the timeline is to actually get your woven piece. And I think you can actually pick the freeze frame you want woven too because yeah. it animates. That's kind of it on the news. I, I see you wrote here also that Clift reopened the Ada Ada yep. Ada piece. Yep. Just as an FYI to people, I don't know if it's minted out. Uh, there were about 70 left when it opened. So I'll just take a quick peek. There are currently 41 remaining uh, at a bargain price of 2.8 Tez. So... Very cheap by these days. Yeah. Go get it. It's a cool evolving piece about environmental crisis and all that stuff. And I forget which live event it was a part of, but. Oh, this one is not that one. Oh, it's not that one? Oh, it I is. It was. No, it this is. is about the yes. gender gap. And it's the one that is kind of more based on like tarot side, mm. where it's split into two halves what is above, what is below, um, using classic tarot motifs such as the wheel, the tower, the moon, the fool, those sorts of things. Awesome. Again, I think would make for a pretty cool triptych, diptych. Yeah. I got a bunch back when they were open. We, I think we praised this project quite a lot when it was out and available to the public the first time. Tez is cheap. Go pick these up. Let's mint it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should you do some donations real quick and then yeah. let's talk about Sketchbook A <laughs> and get yeah. into it? So first of all, donations. Thank you 
Dan Cat for gifting us a floating chain platforms. We are officially a part of the first on-chain release on FX Ash. Thank you so much. And then also thank you to our new followers on Patreon. So we have Jerez, Verse, Tender, Dirtis, Abstractment, Zeronimo, and Ralgo. Welcome to the family. We love to have you here. We love it. Every time I get a alert on my phone of a new Patreon subscriber, it's like, hell yeah. That's a push notification I like to see, let me tell you. So big thanks to everyone, and we'll do a, a more formal shout out of everyone at the end of the episode. I actually had one pickup this week that you I did mention briefly. A long time ago, when I had a lot of Tez, and we were first talking about like bargains and picking things up and doing offers, there was a white Contra that I really wanted to get. I might have even mentioned it on the show, but right before I could buy it, friend and supporter of the show, Obi, bought it. And I messaged him on the side and I was like, ah, I was just about to buy that one. I was like ready. And he said basically like, hey, you know what? I'll hold it for as long as you want. Whenever you have the Tez, I'll just give it to you at the price that I bought it at. Wow. And he's been very patient. It's been like over six months, (laughs) I think, since he bought it. He checked in recently. and was like, hey, do you still want to get this Contra? And I looked at the Tez balance I had and I was like, you know what? I have basically exactly enough to get it. And so we completed the, I wouldn't even call it a trade, right? Because it's kind of like a, hey, like I'll, I'll buy this. I'm just holding it for you till you have the money type of thing. And yeah, it was Contraputos 357, a nice white background with some of the black rhythm lines going across the middle, some nice blue, some nice pink. I think I'm only missing the dark, dark red and the greenish backgrounds now. Oh, I have a dark, dark red if you might be interested in a trade. <laughs> It would have to be a trade because I'm very Tez broke now, at least until we figure out if we're going to convert the Patreon into Tez or (laughs) how we're going to divide it up. For sure, I might want to take you up on that because at this point, I'm so close to a full set that I might have to go for it. That was the only kind of pickup this week. It's been a transaction process for half a year. I would do a one-for-one trade dark red for your $3.99. Is that the black one? It's the black one. You only have two, at least in this wallet. (laughs) We'll take this conversation offline. Yeah. Let's talk about Sketchbook A, which is all anyone seems to be thinking about and talking about this week. It's taken over multiple discords, including Tender. It's all over Twitter, the only social media that matters. They stuck with their guns. It was 60 mint passes, collector curated, 64 total, four reserved for William. We talked about that in the interview with him, which if you haven't checked out, go listen to it. The algorithm has been up since last weekend. People are saving seeds. Verse has been tweeting some stats, by the way. And some pretty impressive stats around the number of sketchbooks that have been generated and saved. A thousand wallets have engaged with it, which is pretty good considering like last week when we checked in on the number of wallets that are engaging with FXHash. That's a lot of people for sure. 200 some, 300 some. And we can understand that these are probably single users based off of the semi-custodial versus login situation. So it's not people jumping between their verse accounts. It's... Yeah, there's no reason to really have multiple Verse accounts unless you're trying to like hide your selling or something, but there's not that much reselling on Verse anyways. So here, I found a a tweet from six hours ago from Jamie, 1,160 collectors, so that's, I guess, wallets engaging, 1,255,000 generated, 250,000 saved. That's like a 20% save rate. That's pretty crazy. That's, That's high. pretty high. I would say my save rate, I don't know how much time you've had this week to play with it, but my save rate is probably more in like the 2 to 4% yeah. range I've found. So 
discipline people. Come on. <laughs> There's only 60 of these things. No need to save 200,000 iterations. But but let's start with that. Like, have you gotten to flip it at all? Like, what do you think? Looking at the algorithm? I've gotten to flip it. I need to log in on my computer to see what I flipped. I think a couple of weeks ago when we were just talking about the project before the generator was put up and we had the chance to flip, you know, I think I made the prediction that maybe it's only 60 and it's collector curated because perhaps the the algorithm wouldn't support having the larger number. You know, obviously there are thematic considerations for the low edition size based off of like the sketchbook concept. Mm-hmm. But I think flipping through, while I wouldn't be super happy to receive every single one as a mint, it just shows that there is so much variety. There's so much that you can look for. Uh, there was a really cheeky tweet put out there that from an artist intention perspective, William did not plan for there to be 60 versions of the goose right out there so please stop generating animals people yeah i think it speaks to the risk right of collector curated to a degree especially when you're doing something that's like so small like this to have potentially people seeking out animals or faces or things that would be nice to get like they're very novel in a long form where you're like generating 500 of these things randomly and someone happens to get one that really looks like something and everyone latches on to that and it kind of like memifies but it does kind of feel less special when you can just generate infinite of these and literally dig them out over time if that's what you want to do yeah i think that's been an interesting aspect of the conversation I would hope that the way the auction is tracking. So right now there's like four hours left plus the extensions, but it will end today. The cutoff to win one is $3,500, which is just over two ETH. And there are actually a few people who have multiple bids still winning right now. I think there's like two different collectors at least who have three winning bids. I would hope they're not going to just make animals, right? Like that's, (laughs) I can't imagine spending that money and just making animals. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And there are more bids coming in all the time. Yeah. So I can see this really jumping up quite a bit more currently as we look at the lowest five bids. They're all pretty close to each other. They're Mm -hmm. within like $200. So I think we'll see a flurry of action at the very end. Although obviously the auction will not extend indefinitely. I can see this easily settling up into the 5,000 range based on what we're seeing right now. Mm -hmm. It's already here. We know all the bidding tends to pile in at the end. People get excited. Some of the top bids are already over $10,000. People who want to make sure that they kind of set it and forget it and hope that they get some kind of refund on it later. But this could sneak up and get pretty expensive pretty quickly. And, you know, just doing the basic napkin math, if it does end up in the 5000 range, you know, probably less ultimate take home than an Artblocks drop or, you know, a tonic drop, but very, very, very respectable on par with Artblocks curated mostly. And also doesn't, you know, increase the supply dramatically. You're only increasing your overall supply by 60 tokens, not the 500 plus that you might see for art blocks. Right. And so I think that the end result is perfect. And you also know that everybody's going to be happy with every single thing that they mint, which I think is a added bonus. You know, as we go through this more and more, back in the day, I was like, well, collector curated, it needs to be special. It can't happen every other week. You know, with this shift towards more of the verse solo where you are seeing this happen only once a month. I think it's being really well applied. I think it's being really well received by the public. And just overall, it seems to work. It definitely works. People like it. I was never concerned about people liking it. You know, I think it's volume over time and attention over time. It's not losing its appeal. I think that's the thing. 
going into this, my biggest concern and something that we talked about was like the risk of it being so small and obviously being so exclusive that it wouldn't hit that like virality. Mm-hmm. But I think the addition of those like print only pieces at that fixed price, six fifty, helped everyone to like want to go in. And even though six fifty is not for pretty much anyone, at least you could like go spend some time, generate a couple hundred seeds and see. And maybe you do find one that you're like, yeah, actually that one is worth 650 to me. Or maybe you don't find one. Like right now I'm I'm kind of trending towards not. Like I've found some that I really liked, but I'm just not sure 650 is a lot of money. But I definitely get the vibe from looking at discords that there are a lot of people who are thinking of getting multiples <laughs> of just the prints, right? Mm-hmm. The print only, the sale opens on October 23rd. So Monday when this episode releases. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sure to talk about that in more detail and how it's progressing next week and the week following. I believe that sale will be open for, I think, two weeks, less than that. What are you, as you've played with it, what are you being drawn to? And also, do you like this redesign that Verse pushed midweek where they put, they made the art a little bit bigger and they've pushed the information over to the right? I'm a fan of it. Yeah, art first. I've been really drawn to the ones that have kind of a big monochromatic shape. So something that really stands out and takes up the space. And usually the ones I've liked have had large white shapes in there. And I've also liked the ones that tend to be lighter in color and have like this really good sense of depth and shadow just through the way that the sketch kind of takes place with some like potential shading or just more nuance, I suppose, and how the things layer. Yeah, there are some that really roll like depth through drawn shadows and stuff and creates the illusion of depth. I do really like those a lot. I'm in line with you for sure. Like a lot of mine have been more minimal and I found myself not very attracted towards the ones that have like the rainbow crayon type Mm -hmm. of bursts of color. Those seem to be ones that are really, really popular based on what I'm seeing, you know, in discord in general. But some of my favorite ones are very muted. A lot of like whites and grays and off-white colors or just very simple, like there's this one that I have that looks kind of like a black piece of coral that's like being enveloped by like this like pink mass mm-hmm. and just very, yeah, very, very simple stuff. I'm really liking those. But like I said, I'm, I'm finding myself flipping through a lot because there's a lot that are just like color combinations that I just, I can't imagine. <laughs> you know, it's, def- it's definitely a project that needed to be curated in some fashion, at least mm-hmm. in the form it was submitted, because there is so much like that to me is just like an instant skip which is not a knock on the algorithm. I think it's like, yeah, that's what you need to have when you want people to generate potentially hundreds of thousands of these things. And pay you know, multiple ETH in price. You got to kind of earn it, right? You got to really dig. <laughs> exactly. And But in terms of getting people excited and engaged, like, it's just so smart. I just generated one that looks like a fox. So more animals. Maybe I'll print that. And, you know, people have also kind of, compl- like, not complained, but they've been not sure about the relatively small size right but i dig it you know it's something that can be anywhere it can be unobtrusive it's a curiosity and you gotta think about if you're gonna get multiples like displaying them together do you have the wall space that was like the moment of panic when i did the coronados because i did them big Mm -hmm. having never really gotten things framed before the frame adds a lot of space it adds a lot of space and then thinking like well i want these all to go together and there's really only like two viable walls in the apartment that could hold them And one had like a massive fire alarm thing that I couldn't move in it and that would break it up in a weird way. So it's like, well, it's really only one wall (laughs) that can hold them then. And yeah, I'm definitely like a lot more conscious about size and stuff now. Yeah. And hence the screen. Yeah. I mean, this project's obviously awesome. I imagine it's going to be a big success for Verse. Like 
when we talk next week. I mean, another success reverse. <laughs> yeah. Another big one though. I could have seen this going another way, like only two or 3000. Like, I think that was within the realm of possibilities. Like, obviously now, like looking at it, looking back, it's like, oh, of course it's all, it was always going to go to like 5,000 plus or 8,000 or whatever it ends at, but it could have gone the other way if people just got turned off at the small sizing of it and realized they couldn't get one. But the, yeah. the print, that print thing really helped. Again, more print details coming next week. I think it's worth noting that although you won't get the token, of course, I do believe there's the plan to save the ones that actually have been chosen to be printed as a separate part of the collection on verse. Yes. And still put them up there somewhere so mm -hmm. you can go through and see what everyone got printed. So again, not stored in an on-chain future-proof way. Perhaps what they can do is create a little mini log of all the hashes that were created so that they could go back and be recreated in the future, just stored for posterity. Not quite sure what will be there, but it'll be fun to see all the outputs that people curate, whether it's in the hundreds or thousands. Imagine if like a thousand people order prints. That's crazy. I'm like very excited and interested to see how many people buy the non-NFT print. That's more than the NFT itself. That would be wild. That would be so interesting if that happened though. And I think we'd have a lot to talk about <laughs> if that ends up being the case. 1,000%. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from Sketchbook A, another project this week that's kind of like a shout out, kind of like a top project is something that was really cool. I thought Corey Haber, friend of the show, released a project called Apophanies with Bright Moments. It was actually displayed at the uh, Bright Moments space in New York. Neither of us could go, of course, because it was on a Thursday. These are his custom plotter painted pieces doing an oil paint application and they did a little bit of a, an auction with a draft, which is the first time I've seen that actually, which I thought that was super interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was really curious to understand how they managed to get this to work. When you go to the project page, you're able to see which ones have been drafted, which ones are available. Was there information around like how to get a higher pick order? There were 100 total. It was just like a put in your bid type of auction. Not all 100 got claimed. Actually, only about 28 people ended up putting in bids. But it was basically like highest bid got first pick. Mm -hmm. So the idea would have been to like have bidders jockeying to like make sure that they got the output they wanted and doing it in draft order based on how much you paid. And then you're also, I guess, probably in order of like that they'll get painted and sent to you too. The remaining though that haven't been claimed are just going to be put on sale for 1.5 ETH. And I think anyone can come and pick one up. I thought it was worth mentioning because it was like a really cool mechanism of doing a draft another way of making sure that people kind of get what they want or having options mm -hmm. without doing collector curated. So this is like artist curated, but not randomly allotted. When we talked to Corey, he was saying he wanted to get back to plotting. <laughs> and here he is, right? Like six months later with these big plotted paintings. And they're super cool, you know, looking at videos from the Bright Moment space. Now, these are not small. Yeah, they're pretty big. Bringing in that physical component, you know, something that we talked about um, in regards to the art matter exhibition that's coming up next week with folks from tender and like that whole thing mm -hmm. <laughs> unfortunately i don't know if i'll be able to make that i want to try but bringing in that physical component it's such a value add and this especially after the conversation that we had with Susanna from tonic about the value in extending your collection beyond digital prints out to plots you know things like this, it just makes your overall collection, your real world collection, more mm -hmm. dynamic and special. So it's also extending what's possible within the space. Like I, I think it, it speaks well to the future of generative art that you know we're thinking about real world implications and not just the, the market. 
a theme that came up in the Tonic interview, which actually is going out today. You can listen to that one. And also in the future interview with Marcel Schwitlick, I asked him a little bit about how he thought about preservation and the intermingling of the blockchain with physicals. And the TLDR there is that if your physical gets destroyed, you're screwed. You're not going to get a new one. <laughs> so, but yeah, look forward to that interview coming up. Damn. <coughs> I'm like low key a little sick this week. I'm like, I, my, <laughs> I'm out of breath, like talking. I just, my throat. Yeah. Like as I keep talking, I'm like losing, I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice, but we're honestly almost through the episode at this point. So it's okay. Those are like the two big things that have really come out. Obviously, in addition to the work that we already talked about on FX hash that's on chain, we'll see how the coming weeks continue to go and how they flow. Let's swap on over to shout outs, unless you have more that you want to talk about with this beautiful Corey Haber piece. I thought it was really cool. You know, 1.5 is ETH is not a trivial amount, but obviously they're big pieces. You get the physical. Yeah, you get the physical. So when you kind of like do the math and think about it, like I think the price is very justifiable. Yeah. I love the videos of watching that plotting machine go. It's like, it's so chunky, like the way it applies the paint. Like you're going to get so much texture on these things. It makes me kind of think of like a sloppy person putting on like lipstick, like just yeah. really hard. And so it's kind of smearing and smudging. Yeah. It's like a tube. It's like protruding yeah. the paint out of the tube. It's totally weird, but it's super cool to see. I mean, we called it 2023 is the year of physicals for sure. That was your pick. You nailed it. We both knew it though. I think we both yeah. agreed on that one. It makes sense in the slowing market. Refocus on the art and the appreciation of it. Let's continue on the physicals theme and do a shout out here. The Tonic released this week. Dean Black released a project on Tonic called Machine Dreams. It's 150 editions at a fixed price of 0.15 ETH, which is like 300-ish bucks or something like that. These are the watercolor inspired pieces like based on like the color test series by Joseph William Turner. And it looks like Tonic ended up not doing any kind of super premium print offering with this, but you can get different sizes. It's a pretty nice collection. I, I think they're really cool. They're very subtle. Some of them are really minimal. Some of them have some really amazing layering of the way the watercolors like play and blend, but it's still available to mint. It's it's only been open for a day. About half mm -hmm. of them have sold. I kind of feel like once a project gets close to half, they eventually will mint out. Mm -hmm. And you put one more project in here to shout out, and that is Dust yeah. by It's Gallo, which was released over on Foundation. This is a artist-curated generative piece, and it is animated, which is signature of It's Gallo, and they are alien landscapes. They're super weird. Like I'm sure, are you just looking at these for the first time? Yeah, it's like really weird. It kind of looks like very shadery almost. Oh, yeah. The shaders are flowing in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw this. I think Gallo just put them up like a day or two ago. They're like a continuation of a project that he released on Verse earlier in the year that I'm not sure if we talked about it, but just these kind of like looping, flowing digital paintings. I love a lot of the colors and a lot of the movement in them. These are also still available to mint. They're only 0.065 ETH. I'm seriously close to pulling the trigger on one of these because I just think that they're super rad and I have a tiny bit of ETH, just enough ETH floating in my wallet to cover one if I wanted to get it. Are there any available? Yeah, uh, it's only half minted. Oh, it's because I don't. You got to connect your wallet. Connected. Yeah, yeah. It's just hard to see what is available versus not. You know, similar to like Ethereal Microcosm, this is one of the the type of project that you can just kind of have like in a small screen somewhere and just walk by it every time you get a cup of coffee <laughs> or just on your desk and just can be something that's smooth, soothing, and just you know there with the subtle animation. I think it works really well. 
I think it's a really pleasing piece and meditative, calming. Yeah, very meditative, and people should go check it out. It's on Foundation. But yeah, other than that, I mean, pretty light, pretty light week. You know, we've been talking about Sketchbook A for so long that it's kind of just like it's finally here. You know, we're flipping with it, we're liking it. The on-chain stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff looking ahead on art blocks in particular. Yeah. I'm actually kind of comfortable making this a shorter one. So let's just do the looking ahead and plow through. So as you said, Artbox has a whole series coming up that is inclusive of many pieces. I guess it's an Artbox Presents, but also potentially an Artbox collaboration curated by Alex Esoteric of Right Click Save and Vuteni Valianti. It's part of a fundraiser to help cure Alzheimer's. And you know there are some really amazing works that are part of this. The first one that I saw and that brought my attention to it was Bakara Sandal by uh, Melissa Wiederacht, which is a follow-up piece or like kind of a, the second part to Sandalia, her earlier work on art blocks. Also kind of reminds me of that piece that she dropped on um, FX Hash not too long ago. But the animated version. Yeah, exactly. This one animates, which is super nice. I didn't realize it just looking at the top, but then when you scroll down at the artist proof and some of the samples... The animations are really sick on these. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a great piece. Really, really cool. Can't wait to see how like this entire set of curated works goes. You know, and speaking to like that connection to Sandalia, that was the oil from a piece of like the type of wood, sandalwood that's used in perfume. This is the incense and the smoke that goes up. And so oh, you can really kind okay. of see how it's tied together because it's from the same source. But obviously, like the different derivative of the sandalwood, the oil versus the smoke, which speaks to like the really nice animation. Yeah. I mean, I think the piece looks cool and it's going to be followed up by one, two, three, four, four days, five total days of releases next week. So after that is going to be Lucky Clover by an artist called Sputnico or Sputnico, who I'm actually not too familiar with, but this looks like a fun kind of like flow fieldy but using clovers and lots of fun colors kind of execution piece there then life and love and nothing by nat sarkisian kind of like almost feels like a throwback to some of his er- earliest stuff California on fx House. hash yeah. yeah but like a black and white in his earliest plotter stuff like in the way that the sky mm-hmm. is being done here so it's a kind of a nice hybrid of like his more modern with his past work and who else do we have we've got recollection by Robert Hodgins, another take on like kind of like landscape with like moons the and eclipse. celestial figures yeah. and eclipses. And there's one here that has a monolith that really reminds me of that um, Or Kislev collab yeah. with Gank Architecture. 1000%. I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, don't we already have that? It's a, I think it's just one iteration here. The series is going to be concluded on the 27th with Siempre and Me, Siempre and T, which I think is always in me, always in you. Mm hmm. My remedial Spanish. It's also Spanish in the, there. the description for those who. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. Do not speak Spanish like myself. Didn't Marcelo actually contribute to a similar Alzheimer's like project series that was on FX Hash earlier in the year, the end of last year? I will say yes. That was that animated piece that played with memory. I'm pretty sure, but I'd have to go dig through his FX Hash stuff that he released. All that remains. It was for Parkinson's. That was for Parkinson's. Cure okay. three. Yeah, the Cure three thing. Um, so he's big on supporting these causes, which is amazing to see. And this is another like cool, abstract, animated work. It's pretty wild, actually. It'll be interesting to see how these all go. They all have an end price of 0.1. Which is a really great price for, for all these artists or any of these artists, to be honest. For sure. 
some of these outputs from Marcelo, just looking through some of the samples here are really striking with like the faces and the figures. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You got to go check it out. They're super Mm -hmm. cool. So that's the regen series coming up this week. And then shortly after that, longtime FX hash artist is crossing over to art blocks, Alexandra Jovanich with glass house. I N A T. And I just want to throw that out there. I think we can talk about it in a couple of weeks when it actually comes out, but it's just cool to see Alexandra with now an art box. I think it's her first, right? She didn't have one before that we missed. It is her first. Yeah. Releasing on November 1st. So add that to your calendars. We'll be able to cover that in two weeks time then. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of it for looking ahead, I think. Yeah. I'm looking ahead to next week to recording with you again. Same. Anything else you have to look forward to? (laughs) Or just Uh, just doing the show? It's the highlight of your week. I'm going to Florida in a few weeks for work. So I don't know if that's looking forward to or or not. Yeah. I mean, trips away are interesting with a baby. Mine was certainly weird. Yeah. On the one hand, being able to sleep. On the other hand, kind of like missing them and feeling like, ah, you know, I want to be there. Yeah. Claire's going away for two days next week. I'm very scared. You're doing solo? Solo. First time solo. It's not that bad. It's not that bad? I promise you. Yeah. Okay. It's not that bad. I've done three or four weeks collectively now of solo when Akari's had to go away for work. She's actually going away next week too. And it's just all about flowing and just being like, this is what we're doing now. Okay, this is what we're doing. And just watching the clock and counting down to bedtime. You just can't get too in your head about it and and try to to stick to the schedule that you can, but also just be like, all right, we're going to go out to the coffee shop. We're going to go do something fun right now. We're going to go on a walk. We're going to occupy you. Because you don't, yeah, you just don't have that second person to hand off to, right? And so you just got to kind of like always. Yep. But honestly, it's not that different. It's not that hard. All right. Well, so. all right, I'll hit you up for some tips and tricks. Yeah, I'll be uh, here. I'll, I'll be I'll be on the phone. You can text me. We'll get through it collectively together because <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the same boat as you. Sounds great. I might actually be able to then go. To the thing. I mean, we thing. should talk about that possibility because like what if we record it on Friday morning again next week? And is that yeah. viable? And we could try to go see this art matter thing. That yeah. would be cool. That would be very cool. But, but let's, let's coordinate that offline. Uh, let's wrap this episode up. I have a call in five minutes. Okay. Well, then let's shout out really quickly our $25 plus patrons. We've got Melissa Wiederect, Verse, FX Hash, Dan Cat, Dirtis, Jerez, Mike G, Abstractment, Raugo, Ruxan, Sean MB, and Tender. Thank you, everyone, for coming in at such a lovely support level. It truly means a lot watching the Patreon grow every week, making us feel good about the decision, making Melissa feel good about harassing us into doing it. We truly appreciate it. That's it for this one. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening as always. So long, Trinity. Enjoy your work day. Always, you too, Will. Enjoy your Friday. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Bye, everyone.